Hello, everybody. I think we're uh, still waiting on some viewers, but we got we got started a little bit late, just a couple minutes this evening. This is the second episode. Oh, Lucy! Hi, little wing. Uh, this is the second episode of the Witching Hours with our fancy new background. And we have a special guest this evening. This is Charity from Aquarius Rising Tarot. Hello. And she is uh, an amazing tarot reader, among other things. Yeah, everyone's going to be in for a, a good night tonight. It'll be interesting. So it's not a reading night tonight. That will be Friday. So come back Friday and get your readings. This evening, it's just about tarot. It's all about tarot. Um, don't we don't want to forget my lovely co-host Gina the Frost back Everybody. again after <laughs> our Halloween episode. This should be a regular thing for us, I think. Hey, Wanderer! Oh, thanks for contributing some points to the tarot giveaway. You guys are racking yeah, them up. Speaking of which, so to start out this evening, up oh, there goes Frosty and some more points. Yay! So to start out this evening, uh, Frost Giant has his paranormal news. Yeah, we'll start with the news. Um, so, uh, first article in the news tonight is the Falcon 9 launches Dart. Um, a SpaceX Falcon 9 successfully launched a NASA mission that will deliberately collide with a near-Earth asteroid to test a technique that could be used to deflect the traje uh, trajectory of any future asteroid on a collision course with Earth. Okay. So it left on November 24th, and it's going to uh, send out a, uh, a prototype of something to crash into an asteroid to see if see it can what push it away. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We'll just, <laughs> that's interesting. We'll just check it out. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Let's just blow up some space stuff. You know, whatever. Um, what what was it called? Dart. Dart. D A R T. Oh, Dart. Uh, what is it? Dart. Oh, with a D. D A R T. <laughs> like, like throwing, I thought you said fart darts. with a V, and I was like, well, they just should have called it fart then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, let's see some of the things from here. Uh, in September 2022, the spacecraft will collide with uh, Dimorphos, a moon orbiting the near-Earth asteroid uh, Didymos at more than 24,000 kilometers per hour. The impact will change the orbit of Dimorphos slightly, demonstrating how such a kinetic impactor could be used to change the traje to trajectory of a threatening asteroid. Who names these Traje things? Trajectory. I can say that word. Trajectory. <laughs> trajectory. trajectory. Um, we got some more points. We, we got yeah. some more points to the giveaway. Fumbi and Little Excellent. Wayne. And Lucy says they said the asteroid isn't the isn't in the path of Earth right now. But watch, watch them push it towards Earth. I think you're right, Lucy. Because yeah. we're because we're real special like that, us humans. Or like break up little pieces of it, and then oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's what I was thinking that it would just blow up, and then all of a sudden it would be here. Uh, you know me, I know this gets uh, political, and I try to keep uh, politics off of here. But I, but I'm kind of in favor of what uh, um, 
uh, what's going on with SpaceX and all that stuff. So usually I'm like for all of the space stuff we're doing, but I think this one is a little bit. Yeah. It's cool because it could it could help, but it's also a little scary, I think. I mean, I guess we got to see if it works, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, we got, we got a follow here. a little while ago. Castle Cutie, thank you for the follow. Is that, uh, is that, that is your number 200. Woo! Nice! Oh my god! Are you serious? 200! A little, little, little hype in the chat, guys, Woo. for... 200 really? followers it is yeah. i thought it was like yeah. i thought i was still on 170 something yeah. So. it was 199 a minute ago so oh, if you got goodness. one more it's 200 somewhere i lost 20 people we had 200 for the second time is that what happened <laughs> 200 for the second time no that's amazing huh? awesome it's only because charity's here that's why she's good luck for yeah. me <laughs> well you've always been good luck for me <laughs> oh hello castle cutie thanks for being my number 200 uh, you should get a special prize or something i don't know what it would be yet but yeah you might have to <laughs> hello shy <laughs> welcome all right what's your next uh oh uh, wander so gave me so a the costume story, change the second uh will you work on that and i'll work on yeah, the second story, find which is um Essentially, um, uh, just a short one that that SETI, uh, the oh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence. I don't know if everyone's familiar with that, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there's been like movies made of them. They're the ones with the big satellite dishes out there in the in the in the west out there, uh, using radio signals to try to find uh, uh, contact with extraterrestrial life. Uh, so there've been interesting things that have happened with them, but but nothing that um, uh, no. No uh, direct communication with aliens yet. Um, they are. To talk about. Yeah. Um, they are. Oh, um, thank God, I can't get it out. <laughs> Here's my costume. A little headband. They're they are using new prototype hardware that's going to allow them to. Uh, oh God. Uh, increase the search, um, you know, further and uh, uh, than they have before. There we go. Uh, as the VLA goes about normal observing, the system will allow an additional and valuable use for the data we're already collecting. Um, and so uh, just really kind of a note, uh, SETI is something that I kind of keep an eye on. Uh, sometimes interesting news comes out of there. So they have new hardware and new stuff that they're going to be using um, that will allow them, quote, to allow more powerful and wide area surveys that will vastly... And that'll be vastly more complete than any previous searches. There we go. Uh, says it. Andrew Simeon and Bernard M. Oliver Chair uh, for SETI. So they're um, so basically upgrading their stuff. They're getting all new stuff so they can uh, do yeah, of more right. extended sweeps. Yeah. Cool. Well, maybe they'll pick up something this time. They'll definitely be able to hear when they blow up that asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And uh, the next the next story for tonight is one that uh, medium Jenny Lee actually uh, sent me earlier in the week that we were talking about. For um, my friend Joe. I wish he was yeah. watching. I love Joe. Scientists claim that quantum theory proves consciousness moves to another universe at death. So a book titled Biocentrism, How Life and Consciousness Are the Keys to Understanding the Nature of the Universe has stirred up the internet because it contained a notion that life does not end when the body dies. 
which we, you know, all of us weird yeah. woo-woo people knew that. I think the interesting part is that, you know, the author of this publication is a scientist, Dr. Robert Lanza, who was voted the third most important scientist alive by the New York Times. Oh, wow. No doubts that this is possible beyond time and space. Uh, Lanza is an expert in regenerative medicine and a scientific director of advanced cell technology company. Uh, before he has been known for his extensive research, which dealt with stem cells, and he was also famous for several successful experiments on cloning endangered animal species. Species. Um, the uh, uh, he's been involved with physics, quantum I, mechanics. This guy actually. <laughs> uh, but kind of you know, skipping... Did you say you've heard of him before? Yeah, yeah, oh, I've yeah. actually okay. heard of the scientist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. When we hmm. when I read the um, Stephen Hawking's book about quantum physics you know, the one for dummies, because I couldn't read some crazy one. Um, <laughs> and it was talking about particles being able to show up at the same time in two different places or whatever, or and the possibility of them being, like, when they went somewhere, they could be anywhere. Like, that kind of thing definitely fits mm -hmm. with our soul stuff. And how, when we're not in a human form, we can be everywhere at once. So I think that quantum physics is catching up with, um, you know, what intuitive weirdo people like us already knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah, that's always been, um, that was always one of the most fascinating things when, uh, you know, uh, when they had guests on for like uh, Art Bell and Coast to Coast back in the day was listen to these quantum physicists who would come on and Schrodinger's cat and all of these different theories about uh, quantum entanglement and all that kind of stuff is very, very interesting. In this story, it talks about uh, Lanza points to the structure of the universe itself and that the laws, forces, and constants of the universe appear to be fine-tuned for life implying intelligence existed prior to matter. So here we're talking about... Uh, getting into a little bit of, of uh, intelligent design. He also claims that space and time are not objects or things, but rather tools of our animal understanding. Uh, the theory implies that death of consciousness simply does not exist. It only exists as a thought because people identify themselves with their body and they believe that the body is going to perish sooner or later, thinking their consciousness will disappear too. If the body generates consciousness, then consciousness dies uh, when the body dies. And of course, um, he kind of goes on to, you know, his theory is that consciousness can't die, uh, that the data essentially collected by the consciousness can't be erased. And so that it's possible, uh, that, you know, he believes it's more than likely that the consciousness continues. And that's what we. I mean, the only see. law of science that I even remember was that energy can never, it, it, energy can never die. It just changes form. Mm. Yeah. So if yeah. we're energy, then. When our bodies die, it would only make sense that the energy that's running this body goes somewhere else. Right? <laughs> Not that it yeah. stays in a coffin or something. Like my lovely hat here makes, makes us think of a corpse bride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can take it off now. Yay. My five minutes is up. Thanks, Wanderer, for making me wear that one. That one wasn't too bad. It was better than and, some uh, of the other ones. Although now my hair is all crazy. Let's fix it. <laughs> And the last little news article I had tonight I thought was interesting was that 
Uh, November 24th, um, so today, marks the 50th anniversary of the D.B. Cooper skyjacking. Oh. Uh, For those so, of people who do not know about that, you should enlighten us about what that yeah, is about. Yeah, so 50 years ago this evening, a mysterious individual who later named, uh, came to be known as D.B. Cooper became part of American folklore by way of a brazen skyjacking that remains unsolved to this day. Uh, in 1971, a nondescript man wearing dark sunglasses and wielding a briefcase boarded a normal routine flight from Seattle to Portland. Uh, once in the air, he slipped a flight attendant a note stating that he had a bomb, and after showing her what appeared to be the explosive device, informed her that he wanted 200000 in cash as well as four parachutes. One billion dollars. Billion dollars. Two hundred thousand. The money they landed. The money was delivered to them. The plane took off again, and uh, he jumped out of the plane, and no one was ever able to find him. Uh, there was an interesting thing in here. I'm trying to see if I can find the date. Uh, Which they so, did. They made a reference to that in one of the Loki episodes. Yeah. That they Loki said was that he Cooper. was, yeah, that Loki was him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Naturally. Yeah, the, that makes sense. Kind of like the biggest break they've had in that case was five years after. So I guess in 1976, um, a boy found one of the bags of money uh, oh. uh, near a beach in Vancouver, Washington. Huh. Um, but it never... Oh. It never it never uh, resulted in any kinds of arrests. And uh, just a few years ago, uh, I don't know if I have the date here, but sometime very recently, the the FBI like made it a cold case. Like they're not they're not searching for them. Uh, 2016, they suspended their active investigation. Well, it's been 50 years. I mean, is the guy even alive still? <laughs> he could be. He could be. I mean, he could have very well died when he jumped out of the plane if he lost one of his bags of money. It's still just one of those cases where, you know, internet sleuths and stuff like that are still trying to, still trying to figure out, you know, think they can figure out who it was. Yeah. I guess back then, you know, airports didn't have the level of security that we do now for like manifests and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, good, good news this evening. That's, that's the news. (laughs) Some good paranormal news. Asteroids and aliens and. D.B. Cooper. Quantum, quantum, quantum reality. And, yeah, good mixture yeah. of things. All right, so let's get started on the tarot stuff with Charity. So before we get really started, we need to plug her stuff because if you haven't gone on YouTube and watched any of her videos yet, you are missing out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, she is amazing. I'm trying to find your page. Here it is. Okay. Copy and paste. All right. There she is. She is, she focuses on love readings and she does love readings for every zodiac sign every month. And I don't know how she keeps up with it because that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> It's because it's so much fun. Yeah, it is. And she also yeah, so is, tell um, us. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about your channel. Oh, um, well, I do 
intuitive tarot and I have a special focus on like divine connections, soulmates, twin flames, that sort of thing. But every month I do a general love reading for every sign and really any kind of relationship can come up. And I'm different from what I do. A lot of the readers really focus on what's happening with the other person. I kind of do a 50-50. Like I really focus on the person, the energy of the person watching and the energy of the person they're connected with because we mirror one another in relationships and everything that happens has to reflect in many ways what's happening with us. And the only way we can fix anything is by fixing something in ourselves. So I do like a mirrored kind of love reading and it's a lot of you get a lot of insight. I really enjoyed a lot. Yes, they're very insightful. One, one question I have about Ear, this. They're eerily this is, insightful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sometimes I know things and I'm like, whoa, how did I know something so specific? Yeah. Like somebody will email me later and I'm like, yeah, I guess I was picking up on you. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, what, one question I have uh, for you about that, and, and this kind of is something we've discussed private last time we were talking about doing the show is i'm always surprised because i've gone on there and watched a couple of uh, gemini readings uh <laughs> and <laughs> i'm always surprised um i'm always surprised at how well you're able to connect with people um over the internet like you know over um what, you know, without seeing them, without knowing their name, all those kinds of things. Um, do you want to talk about that at all in terms of like yeah. how, how you think that works? It kind of amazes me, especially since I started doing personal readings and people ask me if I need like their birthday or their picture. And I oddly, I don't need any of it. All a person really has to do is agree to sort of connect in with the energy and focus and I can pick up on them. So when I go to do a reading, I basically, because I do believe that the spirit exists outside of time, there's no time, there's no space. I actually ask to connect with all the people that are going to be drawn to it and read it and see it. And I hone in on that energy and then I connect in with them. So it doesn't matter if they watch it like a month later or, Uh, you know, five minutes after it uploads, because there really is no time, our souls are eternal. If I connect in with those people that are going to connect in with me, I can sense and pick up on their energy. So So it's it's, all about intention, which is mm -hmm. like the biggest part of this kind of work is setting an intention before you start. And I didn't know that that's what you do, that you purposefully set the intention to connect with anyone who's going to see it like that's that's the right intention yeah because <laughs> I always feel like I always feel like I'm trying out different intentions until I can find like the one that works and clearly the one that you are using is the perfect one for what you're doing it does work really well and the other thing with the signs if I'm not doing like a collective reading I will, before the reading, like, I'll think of that sign. I'll think of everybody I know with that sign, some of the people that I'm connected with, and I'll really get into that energy. And I'll even think of, like, my own placements, like my own Gemini spaces and stuff. And so I'll specifically get into that energy before I go in. And different things will come up for all the different signs. And I'm like, how do new things keep coming up? I'm just one person sitting here talking and new things keep coming up. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. 
you know, and we had talked briefly about that when we were getting practicing yeah. for this about how it is really weird because I do the same thing. You know, when I'm on here with you guys <laughs> on Twitch, like all I have is your screen name and what you tell me. And somehow I can connect in with you and your, you know, a lot of times it's your loved ones on the other side too. And it's just, yeah, I I think that's what surprises me the most is because it's not, if it was like the person's real name, if it's, you know, Bob Mm -hmm. McGee and at least you're, you're connecting in with like that person's name, but when it's purple fruit loop, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like weird, that, yeah, but I guess it's just a conscious, you know. There's a soul so behind like that me, username yeah. <laughs> that you can pick up on. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah, true. True. I haven't had purple yeah. fruit lip yet, but I did have um, <laughs> tiny green fruit. Purple fruit loops gonna come in here, and they're gonna be upset. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I had the tiny grapefruit juice. That, that's pretty close to. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to know, what do you know about the history of tarot? Oh, the history of tarot is pretty fun, actually. Um, It was initially, I believe, invented kind of at least as far back as we go, because written history, like 14, 1500s, it started out as more of like a parlor game for royalty with your traditional like spades, cups, um, like the pentacles, but it was something else back then. And, um, and what's the other one? <laughs> the wands. <laughs> the wands yeah. Yeah. And it had the basic suits. So when I really tried to do like a deep dive and look into it, there was this parlor game that royalty would play where they would lay out like the cards and actually write poetry and things based on what came through. And then they began to create these triumph cards, which later became trump cards and later became the major alcuna that were dukes and duchesses. A lot of times they were actually like the family, like the royal family, like based on them. There's one like that, one of the oldest tarot decks we have, it's in a museum and it's an Italian family and it's actually the family. And then oh, wow. it began being used more like 1600s for divination and things like that. And then there was like a guy who was like really big somewhere in the 1600s that decided it all worked together with like Egyptian gods and goddesses and astrology and brought all that in. And it gave it like more use for divination, but no one truly connected it back to Egypt. Like it kind of began. So, but it goes way back. I mean, what is that? Like, 1400, 1500. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then We're it began. 700 years. Yeah. Right. Uh, old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, of course, more recently in the past, like 100, 200 years, it become, became more mainstream and very often used for divination and things like that. But the initial game, it had like all the the same cards kind of as what we have in like a regular deck of cards. Yeah. And then they began to create, yeah, those triumph cards. And then they began to create cards for like every aspect of life, like death and, you know, the emperor, the empress and the fool and all these different aspects of life. So that's, I mean, from my study, I read that it initially started out as as a game and became used over hundreds of years for divination. And then, of course, now it's it's all over. I can see if people were 
writing poetry and things and like creating things while they're playing it that that kind of would Mm -hmm. be where it would lead to right the creation of things is it definitely kind of comes from our soul anyway a lot of times i think yeah Um, yeah yeah, that's interesting i have another question for that but i wanted to remind chat real quick if you have um if you have a question tonight Mm -hmm. for our guests feel free to put it in the chat chat and we will monitor and we will uh we will make uh, sure your question gets answered i think yeah, I think she is following, uh, but if not, we will make sure your question gets asked tonight. So feel free to put uh, any questions in chat. Um, so the connection from what, because I know a little bit of the history, obviously I haven't studied it as much um, as you have. So what, how, I know early there was a connection, obviously, with Christianity, especially coming from, you know, Renaissance period. Mm-hmm. So what was that kind of connection and how did that evolve? Do you know, do you know how that evolved over time? That I don't know. All I know is that when the Royals really got their hands on a lot of things, they became, you know, I mean, like more in, intertwined with Catholicism and things like that. But I don't specifically know how that, okay. how that happened. So But it seemed like almost everything, like pagan things got Christianized, you know, like all sorts of things have over the years. Yeah, I I did some research into the high priestess card because I ended up doing a drawing of it. And it has the pillars of from King Solomon's temple is the pillars that are in the back of it. Yeah, so they are, there's definitely some Christianity mixed in there. Little yeah, Wing said, uh, "Little Wing said, my reading with Charity was so amazing and accurate. She knew so many things, some I could confirm and some I didn't even know about yet. I would even say it was life changing." <laughs> oh my goodness! Thank you. That's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I would Thank say so much. I would say that my readings that I've gotten from you have been life changing as well. <laughs> I would say the same about yours. <laughs> Thank um, you. My personal reading that I got from you, <laughs> I was blowing up your phone the whole time. Yeah, I was. I loved it. How do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Charity. How do you know your stuff? It just comes. I to know, us. <laughs> right? It just comes to you. It just shows up. But for me, I look at the images and the cards, and all of a sudden, I'll see things I've never seen before. It's really interesting. Yeah. Divination. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> so one in one of the readings at some point, it might have even been the one that you did for me originally, you mentioned something that about having a gypsy heritage and that gypsies Ooh. also did tarot. So I was mm-hmm. interested in, in uh, what you know about that. Yeah, so my great, great, great grandparents, I don't know how far back, um, from one side are um, from what was originally Czechoslovakia, but now it's like divided up. But they were actually like original Bohemian gypsies. And it's kind of in our blood. A lot of people in my family are psychic, which is funny because I come from a very religious family, Mm -hmm. but then they can hover above, they can see things, they can see the future. And it's like, it's, there is something that is in our, yeah, that is in our blood. But we go back to Czechoslovakia before it was, I think, divided into two. And the gypsy tribes there, like that is like my, my ancestry on one side. So, I guess and then I have kind of Native American, I... so I get a lot of oh, yeah. things I feel like 
Yeah, there too. I guess that's what I think of when I think of the crystal ball user is like a gypsy lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah. family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Madame Nazar, right? <laughs> yeah, from uh, I have a spirit guide that is like very traditional, ancient. Like you can just picture it with the crystal ball oh, and all of cool. that. When I was initially getting really involved, I like had a vision where I actually went into her tent and it was like my ancestor and she taught me things. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was like a meditation. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, Well, glad I asked that question. That's kind of (laughs) interesting too, because we're talking about the, you know, uh, talking about Christianity uh, where a tarot and stuff like that is kind of considered to be uh, occult now, I would think. Yeah. Uh, that most people. Can. But there, there is a there is that Christian connection. With There's a tremendous connection. Yeah. All spirituality. I know there was a card and yeah. And so, th- so I think that's an interesting connection there. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, there are things that I, because I studied the Bible backwards and forwards because the way I was raised, and there's things that are like confirmed through tarot from the Bible, and it's all connected. It's all the same divine as far as I'm concerned. So just the way things have been interpreted over the years, which is enough. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you spin it. It's all the same thing. Yeah. So I guess, you know, I didn't know about kind of the ancient well, ancient, but at least old history that accompanies tarot. What about more like I know, um, like kind of the age of spirituality when we you know, the turn of the uh, 20th century, there when you had the spirituality movement, and we get the creation of like the Raider Weight deck and stuff like that. Uh, do you know anything about the history during that time or what changes? Uh, or, a little you know, bit. So um, initially, tarot could only really be used by like royal families and things like that because of like there wasn't like common printing and things. Yeah. And so then mm-hmm. they were like hand painted, hand created. And, and so so you'd even get like people that worked for royalty that began to get their hands on tarot cards and things like that. But then when the printer, like when they were able to start printing and I don't remember how they like wood, it was wood press. They were able to begin to distribute it more. And then I don't know when it was that literally somebody whose last name was Ryder and somebody whose last name was Wait hired a woman to do all the art for it. And then they created their own interpretation based on many of the things and did the research. And yeah, then we get our traditional, which is, it is my favorite, but you'll get the traditional ones, you know, with all the, with all of your traditional, there's our high priestess, (laughs) all of our traditional, traditional images, images, but I feel like I can't remember the dates. I feel like it was like 1900, but that's when it really began to get into the hands of like more and more people. And it had to do with obviously things being able to go into print instead of being painstakingly hand painted, you know, by, for rich people. So, Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there was a move a movement of the spiritualist using them because it was, I mean, they were so interested in anything that had to do with spirit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. About I don't know the details the of that. I just know like of the people material. that. Yeah. Little yeah. Wing I always said, feel like uh, there was a. Little Wayne oh, was ahead. saying yeah. that she, when she was studying Eastern philosophy, Eastern philosophy, that yes, all the religions are, and stuff are the same thing. 
sure is. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's all one source. As far as I'm concerned, we're all one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My next question for you, because you use a lot of astrology when you're talking about mm -hmm. cards. And I like I don't I don't know the connections, nor do I think that I could even remember all of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. There's a couple cards where I'm like, where are my notes? <laughs> yeah. So is that <laughs> is that like from tarot, you know, tarot history that all these cards are connected with in with different um with different zodiacs or is it you interpreting it too it is i believe it is built in with that that every one of the major arcana um represents a different sign okay. and i feel like there's two cards kind of for each sign but they have a lot to do with the planets it's so complex oh i should get I have a sister who like knows this stuff really well, um, but it's kind of complex. Complex where it's like based on the planets, and then the planet that rules the sign, and so some will be from the planets, some will be from the signs. I don't know when that all came together, but I know that even like early, like astrology is found in like. Hebrew temples and things like that. And then I assume when the Egyptian, the person who claimed that it was all Egyptian brought it in, a lot of astrology was brought in with that because um, astrology goes way back with that. But there is actually all the wands, obviously, are the fire, you know, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, the cups are the water, Scorpio, Cancer, Pisces. The swords are air, thoughts, Libra, Gemini, Aquarius, and then the pentacles are earth, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. But then all the major arcanas kind of represent a sign. And people interpret things differently, too. Yeah. So. It's very interesting. Yeah. And I'm always, it helps me. I'm always amazed that you know them all. <laughs> I, I think I, I've studied astrology since I was about 15. So it's been yeah. like for years and years. So when I found the connection between tarot and astrology, it really helped me learn it really quick. Yeah. So maybe I need All right. to do that some more. So we have, so a, we have yep, a question, question. from Castle123Cutie. Oh. Um, which tarot card would you say is one of the most in? Uh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> you say it's one of the most misunderstood by readers. You know, I would have to say there's, for me, there's two of them. And I feel like, well, maybe three. I feel like it has a little bit to do with the um, art of the Rider Waite specifically that make a few cards look really dark and shifty. And I hate to just hold these three up because people are... <laughs> The, the devil, devil card, the five of pentacles, and the seven of swords are misconstrued so often. If you go to the true history of the cards, they have more to do, like the devil card has more to do with like coming down to earth. And once you come to earth, you have to abide by the laws of earth. You're not an astral body anymore. You're in a physical body. There's going to be challenges. You And you have to abide by the laws that are here. But it's Capricorn energy. It's the energy of the earth. It's the energy of the center of the earth. 
and everybody's like, oh, it's dark, it's toxic, it's whatever. It's not at all what that truly is, like not for me. And then the five of pentacles, they're like, oh, you're out in the cold something bad has happened you're poor <laughs> this also has a lot to do with choosing to come to earth like when the astral body comes to earth we're aware that we're going to have these challenges and we decide it's worth it and then the seven of swords a lot of people say is about lying cheating stealing it's about calculating your moves it's about planning it's about sometimes in life you need to be selfish so for me, those are the three most misconstrued because they have these really negative connotations and I don't feel that there is a single negative card in the tarot. I feel like each one represents different aspects of life and the human experience and there is no negative or positive. There is just being. So Yeah, I think the, tarot, the tower one could be like that too because it looks like right? everything yes. is destruction. But if it's something bad that's ending, then that's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's a huge one because people get the tower and they're like, oh, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a shakeup. Something's going to break down. It's going to be. And very often when you're going through a spiritual awakening, because the star comes right after the tower, you start to realize and learn all these things. And then all this stuff that you built based on what you knew in the past starts all apart because you know better now and that's just life mm -hmm. as you grow you have to create new things and, and so sometimes something falling apart can be a huge relief exactly <laughs> so, yeah so we have maggie's here yay maggie and salty frog donated some eight thousand channel points to the giveaway and little mm -hmm. wing had a question earlier she said i've asked jenny this question but i'd like to ask charity too how do you know when to stop shuffling do you follow the same pattern every time? Yes. She, that's a you good know, question. That's, <laughs> that's the trickiest thing because when I first started the tarot, like when I first started working on it, I would literally lay all the cards out and hold my hands over it, and then my hand would feel hot and I'd know that was the oh. card. Over time, for me, I learned to sense when I was holding the card like in my hand because I would feel like the energy like heat up. But sometimes they just fly out. So you know how they are. Uh -huh. You're shuffling and they fall out yep. and <laughs> they'll, they'll just jump. And But often with me, it's like I'll be going and I'll know. Like I'll just know. Like it just comes out in my hand, you know? Like now we have the Wheel of Fortune. So... <laughs> Good luck. I will say. You're lucky. <laughs> but sometimes they, they just introduce themselves. It's almost like they have a mind of their own. They come out or they tell you, like, this is the one. I There's no real exp explanation. But some people, they'll just go, like, okay, three shuffles. Then I'm going to lay it out like this. And then I'm going to put, you know, it, it, and then I'm going to take, like, the top few cards. Like, that yeah. sort of thing. I think everybody so, does it differently. They yeah. do. Yeah. They really do. I, um, For me, I sense it like in a uh -huh. sense in my hand, like I'll feel the energy and I'll know it's like, it's almost like a hot card. Hot <laughs> <laughs> mm. <Hot> potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I don't think about it. <laughs> that's why people yeah. are like, oh, yeah. why are you talking while you're shuffling? I, it's my unconscious mind that's doing it. If I was looking at it and thinking about it, I'd pull the wrong card. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I would consider myself uh, the probably the most novice uh, tarot reader. Uh, I, I maybe on like my maybe on my sixth or seventh reading of all time. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've I did a couple readings after I received my personal uh, reading from you, and I noticed that some cards were kind of flying out. 
uh, in yeah. the reading. And like they tended to be like some of the really interesting cards mm -hmm. on, in that reading. And so uh, when I've done any of my readings, uh, I don't get the, the hot hand. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I actually just kind of try to shuffle fast and let and, and take the cards up. that actually kind of yeah. Yeah. get get messed up or start to fall out or do fall out or whatever. And that's that's worked for me. So uh, just watching you uh, uh, do that, like that was one of the things that's kind of helped me not get anxious about like, oh, no, I don't know what card to pick. Uh, yeah. Being a very right. a very uh, being a novice for sure. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to mention the uh, Castle One Two Three Cutie. Um, in response to your question, uh, they had asked the question about the misunderstood cards and they said so accurate. And I think the seven of cups, cups yeah. is misunderstood. <gasps> oh, that's huge. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That one is <laughs> that one. I don't feel I have seen only one tarot reader actually know the meaning, like the true historical meaning of that card. And it's about focused manifestation. So people will say, oh, I was looking for it to see. Um, it's you have a lot of options. There's all these different things happening. You're trying to do too much at once. And it could be any of those things. If it's in a love reading, a lot of people will be like, oh, this person's a player. There's They have all these people they're saying. It really is about how we manifest what we focus on. And you have to choose a cup. So if you're just manifesting because you're stressed or out of fear or because of what you saw in the news or heard for, from a friend or talked, you're going to have all these sort of accidental manifestations in your life because you're not focusing all the way on that one cup. And it's like, if you want something to manifest, you kind of got to pick a cup and focus your energy there and yep. see what can happen. I just read that book, The Law of Attraction. <laughs> yeah it, it, oh, there, there is, is so right much in that the ancient <laughs> wisdom like they knew they knew how we attract what we focus on mm -hmm. and if you don't focus then you're just going to have confusion and not really know what your choice is and you're going to accidentally manifest some crappy stuff you didn't mean to and that's mm -hmm. that's all just kind of like life but if we really focus we can we can so manifest cup that we cup that we really want, want. yeah mm-hmm what did I miss? Maggie said, just got out of belly class. Yay. Listening while <laughs> nice. you're driving. Good. I'm glad you're here. And Salty said she's been lurking. Awesome. Okay. So my next question for you is numerology. Because yeah. you always know the numbers too. Not only do you know all the astrology stuff, but then you're like, oh, this yeah. number four is whatever. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, how does she know all this stuff? Yeah, and just, just so you know. I have to say, yeah. a lot of people know better than I do, but I have a lot of like certain things that have... Um, <laughs> that do they do have connections with the astrology and with the numbers and in all of the tarot the one through ten the numerology is completely tied in because um the one is the beginning of things the two is when you create something and now you can see it on the outside of you you know and it's actually happening it's actually existing the three is like that creative process it's almost like finding out you're pregnant or deciding you want to do something it's like the third thing is coming in now then the fourth is when it's almost like when the baby's born like when something is concrete when some when there's order so four is like order five is change Six is the human experience, things like other people noticing and things manifesting. 
Seven is like time, waiting, confusion, things like that. Eight is then making like decisions and realizing, oh, I accidentally maybe manifested this. Now I can choose to release things, choose what I want. Nines are when you're almost there. <laughs> like, and 10 obviously is the completion of cycles. And it goes directly with the numbers that each number has an energy. Hmm. Yeah, because you, you always say what the number is, but like, I, you know, I, my knowledge didn't go that deep. So the, well, I'm glad that you yeah. remember all of that. Not that I'll remember and it all. It's, <laughs> it's so interesting, too, when you get a reading, because you get, it's like three levels. It's like you get the tarot reading uh, and, and the cards, uh, the message from the cards, but then mixed with the numerology and the astrology, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed you having like a like you. It seems like you have like this epiphanies during your reading, where you're getting like, where you're getting confirmation from like these other things of what you're getting in your cards is mm-hmm. is, is is right. I just kind of you know through the readings I've got, I've seen. It seems like that's what's happening. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of it, that, sometimes you'll say that you see certain numbers. Are you, like you're seeing them in your mind, right? And that, that's and that's like and that you'll say like oh I see um uh eleven eleven and that I know that it's oh. that this is you know that this is yes, I'm on the right path or something. It's the time on my phone. Oh, it's the time on your phone. Are you serious? Yes. I thought you were like seeing them in your head. that because I'll look up to see how like yeah. occasionally at the you know at the screen, and all of a sudden I'll see four 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 one oh one God. one, and it's basically how far I am in the video. But it's confirmation. So I thought it was. You, I thought you were seeing them in your head, but you're seeing them on your that phone. That would be cool. <laughs> oh my god, that kind of happened to me. I was like looking at. I was getting ready to sign up for a class. I think it was the past life class I just did. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I should sign up for this. I had already signed up for a class that week. And I looked at the time and it was 822. My yeah, birthday. That's your so, birthday. And I was like, well, shit, I got to spend this $30. Because <laughs> right. it was like, you, it was saying, no, you got to take this class. It was mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a number. It's like a life number. And if it shows up somewhere, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I I'm wanted to ask it. you about that too, because you said mm-hmm. that four was your life number. So what does that mean? Where does that come from? So four is actually like my birth number, like my numerology. Like, have you done like your, that's like my life path number, like my signal number. 27 like it's always a sign and that's just been a sign for me um but four is my life path and that's basically when you add together your birthday your birth year like you add all the numbers together have you ever done that i have but it's maybe one time and i don't even remember yeah Yeah, you'll get a number (laughs) one through i i don't know like nine ten eleven depending and it's and then it'll tell you all sorts of things about your purpose and with the numerology it's numerology yeah Yeah. so yeah my birthday is a four like when you break it all down okay i see what you're saying yeah when you add it up and whatever it ends up being a four yeah so that's your life number i should look out figure out what mine is i probably did it sometime and i don't remember thank you little wing for uh banning our our um spam guy and i know look i i was coming with the ban hammer and, and like, little I was, and, on and it. she already had it. It was she had the hammer out before I even get it out. Yeah, she so just she, has it ready, and as soon as they come, she's like, she's "No." <laughs> she's the gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. 
And then Salty Frog said, <laughs> the last class I took, I received the receipt for it at 1111. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Justice is swift. Yeah. yeah, I need to look up the numerology thing again. But yeah, 22 is definitely one of my crazy numbers. All right. So I so kind would you of say for someone like me who who maybe doesn't who doesn't pay attention maybe to the <laughs> spiritual things that are happening as much as as you and and Medium J Lee. At least you uh, at least you admit it. Our our number our numbers are numbers something that we should pay more attention to? I feel like if if you're attracted to them and moved by them, it can be like very symbolic. Like when I was first going through like a huge awakening, every time I saw a repeating number, I'd run and look up what like the angel number meant and then it would have significance for me. But for me now, it's just anytime I see like certain special numbers, for me, it's just a personal signal. And I think we all have our different ways of connecting mm -hmm. with the universe. And it's what shows up for you and what feels meaningful for you. Yeah. Like, that's the way I feel like it. I would agree. Moon, uh, Moonlight Maggie said that hers is nine and Little Wings is 11. Those are, yeah, those are great. <laughs> those are great numbers. <laughs> Awesome. Now I want to do mine. I'll have to do it after this. So I kind of know of some of the answer to this question, but our viewers don't. How do you prepare for your readings? Oh, <laughs> I'm getting better and better at it. <laughs> it used to take me probably like an hour of just getting in a good space, meditating, getting by myself, which is challenging when you have kids and all kinds of stuff going on in your life. Yes. Um, but the big things I do is I now I've like learned to have signals kind of like to my spirit guides and stuff to like come and join me into my mental space. Like this is where we're going that now I'll start lighting the candles on my desk. I will start getting the cards organized. I will start choosing what deck. And then um, I'll start thinking about like what the reading is I'm going to do. And, and I'll kind of tell my subconscious like, okay, like this is happening. <laughs> so I'll do all sorts of little things that signal me that it's time. I'll light incense, that sort of thing. And then right before my reading, I get really, really still and I try to go into no mind. And if you're familiar with that, it's like where you stop thinking and all of that for at least 16 seconds or more. And it gets me out of my mental space and into like my heart chakra. So that is what I do right before I start reading. I've, I've uh, been trying to do that too, but I didn't know it had a name. Then, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's the official name. <laughs> well, I guess anytime you're meditating, you kind of are trying to get to that space right. where you're not thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and so hard. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't get there. And sometimes, no. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just your brain just keeps going and like you don't mm -hmm. even want it to. And it's like, what are, what's going on in there? Like, just shut <laughs> up already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't need to think about washing the dishes right now. I'm trying to get ready for this reading. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I have a little breathing technique too that I do that kind of gets me out of like that mental chattery space too that really helps. So, yeah, I was just watching a, um, 
he was like a talk with a guy who does trans mediumship. And I guess during, like, when you're training to be a trans medium, um, medium, trans medium, there's no other word that goes with it. Um, they have all these weird breathing exercises where you're, it sounded like you're, it's almost like they're like, not getting as much oxygen or something to kind of throw themselves out of, you know, not just their mind, but like their whole body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I actually, when I go into deep meditation, there is a breathing technique that I will do that'll basically have me like buzzing all over and you do like really kind of check out. Obviously it's, it's not unsafe or anything. Yeah. (laughs) Just breathing like too deeply too fast and it will get you to another place so yeah, yeah. it's weird stuff yeah I've, i definitely get the tingly stuff sometimes where i feel like i'm mm-hmm. f- like floating like just out you know above where i'm normally am <laughs> yeah i love that i yeah. love when that happens I, I don't i don't feel like it's necessary but when i have a lot of uh, like a meditation like that i'm like i feel so good after. yeah I feel like my readings are way better as my medium readings are way better when I do that, but I don't always get there. Yeah, no, I feel like it's just life. Sometimes we're going to get all the way there and sometimes we're not. And luckily we have the knowledge and intuition to keep going, even if we're not fully feeling it. And then it kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're having a real bad day. (laughs) <laughs> there are some days where I'm like, okay, this is, this not, is not happening. No. I'm going to go play a game on my phone. Like, yeah. <laughs> Try again later. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I, since I asked the last question, Jeremy, do you have another question or I've got, yeah, a, I've yeah. got two pages worth of questions here. So. Well, no, no, you know, you know how I am. A lot of my, a lot of my questions were going off the history because you had, told yeah. me that she knew a lot about the history so we've gone yeah. over that i think a lot so yeah we did um so i was so i we kind of mentioned earlier that your specialty is love love readings and i wanted to know why do you feel such a connection or need to do love readings Oh, that's a tricky and personal <laughs> question, but it's good. It's a well, good you one. You don't have to tell um, us the personal part I if you don't want to. I feel like for me, there's a lot of things personally that in life are very easy, that are very simple, that I don't have to try very hard at, that come very easily to me, that might be more challenging for other people, but there's a lot of things like creativity, creatively and just oh, tons of things. With love, <laughs> it's... It's more of a it's more of a challenge for me. And so I want to explore it like I want to understand it. I want to know more. And so it's a fascination. It's something that I love. And I have to admit, I'm like, I love a good romance novel. I love a good movie. And so I'm I am like a writer. I am a storyteller and I love like a story that's got some love in it. And so I tried doing a lot of different kind of readings when I first started the channel. But I really loved seeing the interaction between people because I'm fascinated by human interaction. I feel like one of the reasons I came here was to interact with people and to get to know people. And so I just love the like the play of like the interaction and and what you learn in love and relationships and from others. But I would say for me, my biggest fascination is because it is my biggest challenge and I'm always learning. 
that is interesting that you don't that you don't you're not running away from it because it's a challenge we just got (laughs) we just got a raid of 17 people from yo erica thank you so much for the raid thank you very much erica and thank you uh doritos (laughs) abe doritos for the follow yay we're talking about all things tarot in here this evening welcome to uh the witching hours this is uh this is a uh, show we've started doing uh, in in uh, separately from the the reading nights that Medium Jenny Lee does, where we uh, kind of get on here to talk about all things paranormal. Uh, and Weird. tonight we Weird. are Weird. doing uh, tarot, <laughs> and we are joined by uh, Charity from Aquarius Rising Tarot, who is oh, on uh, you, who has a on YouTube. So uh, this is uh, this is what we're doing tonight. So if you have any questions. Uh, chat, uh, if you have yep. any uh, questions uh, about tarot reading or uh, I guess also, you know, numerology <laughs> and stuff like that. That's what we're talking about tonight. And thank you so much, Yorka, for the for the raid. How was how was your stream? Maggie says, Hopefully you had a wonderful night. <laughs> I have a question, if you may. I struggle with the moon card. Um, I love how that. How to explain it well. How to explain it well. Yeah. How do, how do you explain the moon card? That is really fascinating because I feel like that is another one of those misconstrued cards. When a lot of people see it, they'll say there's secrecy, there's dishonesty, there's something you don't know. The moon is about our shadow. It's about our intuition. It is about unknown factors. It can mean that there are there are secrets and that sort of thing, but it has a lot to do with trusting your intuition and going within and recognizing the things that you know, like, but you might not consciously know, kind of getting into your unconscious, but it depends upon the placement a lot, but it has a lot to do with your intuition, your feminine energy going within and the sides of ourselves that might be more vulnerable, more sensitive and things like that. But it can mean very much that there's some confusion or that someone is keeping a secret or something like that, but it has so much to do with the cards that are around it. Jenny, what do you think? Um. I don't know that card very well because my um, I'm just so used to my my Zen tarot deck. Oh yeah, but I'm I've pulled the moon card a couple times, and to be honest, I think I kind of went with what I knew based on what you read it as. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, I have no insight into this, but I do like is- that card. It's pretty. it's looking into your emotional side your more feminine side your watery side trusting your intuition and that some things might still be a little in the shadows there might be a little unknown Mm -hmm. still so i think i got that that not too long ago and that's what it basically it was it was like you you're it's like you know your intuition but there's something lurking there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, Maggie said, I'm happy to see my deck book explain the right meaning. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm thinking I have let what? other readers mess with what I understand of the cards. The cards. Yeah. Yeah, other card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're... Go ahead. <laughs> well, Maggie, remember what the card means. You have the intuition, so don't let the other people's information about what it means you gotta 
follow what you think it means. And especially what Charity said about what the cards around it are saying too. What is it? How does it relate to the card that, (laughs) how does it relate to the card that's with it? The cards, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick my, my nose uh, into this again. And uh, once again, kind of saying that I, I, I don't have expertise here, but I will say Moonlight Maggie also that the the little bit that I've that I've experienced with uh, with the spirit world or realm that it, it's it's so for for me it's so um, it's so quiet for for me so like I have to uh, it's just like random thoughts that will come into my head that don't quite make sense um, and so uh, I think that to that intuition like if you get if you have that message even. So you just think maybe it's something popping your head for no reason um, to go with your gut on that. Uh, that's yeah. one thing that I've learned very early on is that sometimes there it's not a coincidence. In the medium world, we call it getting out of your own way. You have to get out of your head and let your heart and your intuition speak instead of letting your mind trample all over <laughs> the messages that are coming through. Uh, yo, yo, Erica said, I, I'm going to lurk. Uh, I love this stream. Thank you, Yo, Erica. Yeah, and thank, thank you, you once again for the raid. <laughs> Castle uh, really Cutie has it. another question. What's your favorite card in the tarot deck right now? Okay. Is that one for me? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you guys about this because I know you both have cards that are uh, somewhat uh, special to you. So. Hmm. Yeah, you know, let me just, just so I can hold up the image here, I can't we'll show the ones, and I don't have a favorite, but when you said that, these popped into my mind. Um, of course they fell on the floor. <laughs> okay, first of all, I love the, the full card, and I mean, it makes sense, I'm in Aries, and this card is all about new beginnings, cleared karma, taking a leap into the unknown, you know, pursuing your passions and all of that. But I am a sucker for the romance Uh and I love the six of cups. It's soulmates reuniting and soulmates don't have to mean romantic. It's when you meet soul family, good friends, people that you used to know coming back together. It's nostalgia, it's sweet feelings. So I'm all about the excitement of the unknown (laughs) with the full card and the sweetness of like the reconnection in the six of cups so i feel like when i see those i'm like oh, new stuff happening oh someone is coming back <laughs> so, that's me <laughs> there's a card that i really like in my santero deck let me see if i can find it because i oh it's this one it's the trust card because it's just a lady leaping off into nothing and um it's like Basically, like, uh, if you don't take the leap, if you don't take the jump, even if you don't know where you're landing, you're going to be stuck in the same place. So if you think that you need to get out of a situation, then you just have to jump sometimes. And I think that's one of my favorite cards in my my Buddhist deck. Yeah, it no. reminds me of the fool, the one that yeah. I just held up, which is all about taking a <laughs> I leap. Was yeah, the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And I would imagine with the with the uh, Zen, you know, the kind of the, the Taoist kind of take on that deck too is like not staying stagnant to a certain degree. Like yeah, there's a lot of creating, like that. creating yeah. fluidity, kind of like the water. Yeah. Yeah, don't second guess yourself, Maggie. No second guessing yourself. Just go with it. You got it. Um, okay, Maggie has a good question. What is the top three mistakes with tarot? Oh, okay. First of all is thinking that the same card has to have the same meaning every time. I feel like that's a big mistake because the imagery is meant to awaken different things in our spirit and our psyche every time we see it. So it can have one meaning one time and one meaning another and when it's around other cards. I feel like another mistake is to use it to try and like tell exactly what's going to happen in the future and then think that's what's going to happen because we create our own future and the tarot tells us the direction we're headed, what our present energy is, but the future is whatever we want. So what would you think? Do you have another one, Jenny? Um, I really like the, I really like your first answer that it doesn't always have to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I read, I read very differently than you do because I usually read I, I have to look at the words a lot of times. And to me, it's when I'm reading it, it's what words pop out to me at mm -hmm. the moment. Like, what are the things that I'm reading that are the, the parts that are like, oh, like I felt something. Like, sometimes I physically will feel something where I'm <laughs> right? like, oh, like that was the part. Like, that is the part that this, this particular person needs to hear right now. Yeah, like that one sentence. Like you'll kind of throw out the whole explanation and take that yeah. one sentence. Yeah. Almost like you're, uh, yeah, kind of being guided on. Yeah. yeah. It might be a word. It might be a couple words. It might be a phrase. Sometimes it's a sentence. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think for, I think for charity, it's more about the imagery, which I think I'll get there too, because I think we're always our the way that we do things is always evolving and changing, and mm -hmm. I, I'm sure. My the way that I read five years from now is going to be completely different than the way I read right now. All right, we have lots of yeah. comments. Let's see. Little Wings said, "I love that so much." Maggie said, "Oh my god, I love that card." One of my teachers once told me, "Jump and the safety net will appear." Absolutely. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that that one is that one is just true. That is. Yep. Um, if you're following your heart, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Uh, Little Wing said, and, I pulled that one yeah. once for her. Yes, I remember that. And Starlight. Oh, hey, Starlight. Love the question and answers. And then Maggie said, you do that a lot with medium readings, feeling into your body. Absolutely. Yeah, like when I'm trying to figure out how somebody passed, like that's, that's pretty much the only way I can decipher how they passed is because I feel it somewhere on my body. Maggie said, I translated it. It sounds weird. We might need to work on the words. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Maggie speaks French because she's from Canada. Oh. French Canadian, eh? <laughs> I don't know if French Canadians say A, though. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I'm French Canadian. <laughs> they say something else. But, Maggie wants well. to tell us what they say. <laughs> 
but yeah. we, love, and, we love Maggie. We don't care yeah. if she feels like her English isn't great. It's good. Bonjour. It's good, Maggie. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> Bonjour. Oui, oui, la fromage. <laughs> the cheese. Oh, you say sorry Maria Kiki habla española. Yeah, and Charity's got her all her Spanish going on there. Yeah, I'm like nobody speaks Spanish here. If you do, I'm, <laughs> that I can help with. <laughs> I, yeah, I took uh, I took four semesters of Spanish, uh, and I can I I can talk enough to get by a little bit, but um, I wish I could have immersed myself a little bit more when I was taking it. Just to to uh, the conjugation conjugation is that's hard yeah 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 <laughs> but you can bring it back at any point because i studied it for four years and then forgot and then 20 years later decided to learn and it was like like that there because you had that foundation yeah so yeah, you I've, can immerse started, anytime. I've started speaking <laughs> some with um with some of my students and stuff, I'll have students yeah. who. So I started, cool. I tried to started trying to use it, and they think it's the most hilarious thing that's ever happened. To them. <laughs> and uh, but that's fine because if if they're learning how to speak English, uh, I know yeah. how difficult that has to be. So I can make oh yeah, myself. I can make a fool of myself uh, showing them that you know they're better off than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I've got more questions. Sí, entiendes un poquito. Maggie. Tiny, tiny bit. All right. My next question on my pages here. So I know that you connect with spirit when you're doing your readings. And this is funny that I wrote this down like weeks ago. Are there specific guides that you know that help you? I met my guides several years ago, and I have certain ones, but I got to the point where I sort of went beyond, and I really got into, like, my highest, higher self, because I feel like our guides are almost, like, different parts of our psyche and our, like, personal experience, and then you just get into, like, the highest, high part and then you can connect in with the highest part of anybody else's self yeah and that's sort of where i go yeah but i do have my guides and i feel them around me and i know and i have certain ones and and, you and i sort of have an awareness the, you did talk about the ancestor that yeah taught, that taught you the gypsy tarot ways, yeah which is awesome yeah oh posture check wonder thank you yeah did you see me fidgeting around like <laughs> oh here's the question do those apply to me now too like do i have to do costume changes i don't know if we if you have anything <laughs> up there i don't, I don't do you come get a hat or something i got all kinds uh, of stuff in my box over here moonlight maggie said remember the time you did a medium reading with me jenny and you saw my higher self yes yes i do and i feel like didn't we have some guides that were with you too, Maggie, one time? It was like a male and female or something. Yeah, sometimes I do see people's guides when we're doing the medium readings instead. And then last week, um, who was it? Um, Pega from Portugal. I'm pretty sure I connected with some weird ancestor of hers. It kind of really reminds me of Charity's when she was talking about yep. having the ancestor and the, you know, the gypsy ancestor in the tent. Like I saw this woman who clearly looked Portuguese and she was in like an, 
some kind of ancient kitchen that was made of stones and like we're not going to know who she is <laughs> you know <laughs> like, so but cool, she was somebody for her you know like i don't know if it was a past life or if it was an ancestor or whatever it was but yeah that was that one was crazy mm, yeah Oh, yeah, I've seen some of Salty's too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a question. Um, oh, yeah, the robes. Why are they always wearing robes? Charity, have you ever seen any guides wearing robes before? Because all the ones I see do. <laughs> a couple. Yeah? I've seen a couple wear robes. Yeah, yeah. I would have to say... I do have one that kind of floats and wears a robe and like reminds me of Gandhi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw one of mine wearing a robe and then um, somebody else's I saw wearing robes too that I didn't mm-hmm. Silver, silver robes. It might have I feel been, like they're yeah. comfortable if you're around for millions of years like we yeah. are in the other, you know, a robe. <laughs> it's like wearing a dress. Well, the wanderer <laughs> says exactly what I was thinking, and that's that if I were a guide, I would wear a robe. <laughs> right? For sure. Yes. <laughs> they want to be comfortable. Same. Yeah. That's funny. They want to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. They look nice and warm, too. They look like nice and warm <laughs> right? robes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I bet you know that might be that might be that might be the image that they want to project because I think we yes, I was say that. we 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 have a connection with what the robe uh, means uh, a, a mm-hmm. sage, a yeah. mage, some uh, an acad- an academic, someone who who knows things, and so that might be the reason that they present themselves in that. Yeah, Maggie said, don't be average when you can be a guide. Yeah. <laughs> why would they come dressed in yeah, something else? Guys are. Yeah. <laughs> then if you're wearing jeans and a Metallica shirt, I don't yeah. know if I'm, you know, no. I don't know if I'm <laughs> or not, you know. You clearly don't seem like you have the uh, spiritual know-how. It's got to be a robe. <laughs> All right. Next question. What is the favorite deck that you own? What is your favorite deck that you own? Oh, my goodness. I think it is my traditional Rider Waite, but it's this one that's sort of, I have two, and this one has like this darker energy the, with the stars here. And then I have also a Rider Waite that's like this one here that's more the plaid, but I tend to use this one as my feminine mm-hmm. deck. And it's a rider way, and I feel like that one I've I've probably connected with the most, and so I don't know, it just never steers me wrong. So, but it's a rider way; it's just a traditional. Although I really love some other some other decks that are not traditional. Why does the uh, the one with the stars on it feel more feminine to you? Um, you know, it's interesting. I feel like um. The feminine energy is more of like the unseen, the uns, the unknown, whereas the masculine energy is more conscious. It's the things we see, the things we know. Um, I feel like feminine energy is like the stars, the moon, space. And so it's, it's almost like, I don't know, I can't remember if the dark or the light side of the yin yang is the feminine or masculine. But to me, I see like the feminine energy is a darker, more like, um, I don't know, like the, like the more shadowy energy, and then the the masculine to me just feels very bold and 
yeah. And concrete and I'm it's here. here and it's things. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's like blood. the conscious it's the conscious <laughs> mind and the unconscious mind. Yeah. So I'm, this is the I'm unconscious a mind. Shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is our conscious mind. Like <laughs> Yeah. I'm here. I'm black. Yeah. I'm a lumberjack. Man. Okay. Yeah. I work all night, honestly. <laughs> so what what deck that is not their traditional rider weight one? is your favorite um because i know you got quite a few i know you know um i feel like the mystical manga i like a lot because i really love like anime studio ghibli movies um is it ghibli Ghibli? i don't know i don't know anything you're asking the wrong person (laughs) <laughs> what's that i said you're asking the wrong person i don't know how to pronounce anything oh. <laughs> what is it but i love like this one has like a lot of like light colors and playfulness about it um there's a couple that i really like um but yeah this one's it's kind of light it's also real feminine mm-hmm. um then there's a couple others i just have to i just have to show them i like the tarot grand luxe a lot i think that's my favorite that you have yes yeah i have this big connection with history royals medieval times things like that so i'm kind of obsessed with like that very royal castly imagery but i have to say there's some really cool ones like my son got me this and i don't use it a lot in readings because the imagery is a little dark for my like traditional like love (laughs) you know channel but the imagery is very very powerful and very unusual and it brings out like different things to my mind and so i really love that but it's um (laughs) it's very it's kind of edgy it's a little punk it's it's a whole side of myself that people on my regular channel don't get to see as much a little badass (laughs) (laughs) special reading for just those yeah (laughs) i know i should i should do i should i should do on patreon like one with every deck oh yeah that'd be cool (laughs) and i have to show you two others just because they were gifts one is the cat tarot. The cat tarot. I've seen a lady yes. use those on Twitch before. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> My daughter just got it for me. I actually had someone ask me if I could read their cats, and it actually worked. Oh, my goodness. And then, <laughs> then I have this which is my oldest tarot deck. It's vintage. A friend of mine who sent it to me as like completely by surprise with like no name, no where it's from, you know? And so it showed up, but it's, it's from like the late sixties, early seventies. And it goes way back to the traditional tarot that the Royals used. So way back. So I love that too. Those are cool. Sorry, I got a little crazy. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I love my decks. <laughs> all the people here like tarot, so they're interested right? to see all these different decks. So yeah, you Maggie. Like the Grand Lux too. I do, probably because it has a lion on the front. That's, that's you. Why. Yeah, <laughs> I have to like that one the most. There's a lion on the front. It's wonderful. Yeah, Maggie. At first, I did think you meant train, like you know, choo choo. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah, a train. Maggie yeah. said she wants a robe that has, like, a wedding dress train on the back if she's a guy. Yeah. That would be her outfit. 
And I was just showing an example of how messed up the English language is, is that you, you could spell it that way. Oh, uh, with a G in there not, somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like an H. Yeah, you could make it all kinds of messed up and it would work somehow. Yeah. Um, Nobody knows how to pronounce Studio, studio Gib- Ghibli or whatever. Yeah, Nobody I think knows. it's Studio Ghibli. That's yeah. what I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah, could be wrong. My guess would be Ghibli, but I could be completely wrong. Who knows? It's a G and an H um, together. We're right. Not, uh, we're not from Finland or something. We don't they're wonderful that. movies. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Little Wing said, I want my next reading to be with those. Was it the oh, cat the, one? Uh, the, six, the, cat? the 60s ones or the cat ones? I think it might have been the cat ones. Cat terror. <laughs> they're so fun. They're and cute. they have all the traditional meanings. Like they yeah. have all the cups and the wands and everything. Yeah. They're so funny though. Cause there's things like the death card is like the, a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> Hate the vacuum. <laughs> you know, it's, so funny. it's so the humor is really great. Yeah. I actually did a one month, a bunch of readings with those as the clarifiers and it was really fun. Uh, oh yeah, Little Wing said it just dawned on her that me and Charity are perfect astrological match because we're Aries <laughs> and Leo. We she are wants the dark ones. Oh, she Little Wing wanted the dark, dark ones. I thought she wanted yeah. the cat ones. No, she was. Oh, born. okay. Oh, so the yeah. so this is the the Lost Hollow. It's a really cool deck. Probably the fanciest one I have. It was a gift from my son, and they're. Very cool, like very different from any t- deck I've ever seen. So awesome! Yeah, yeah there's, there's so, so many, cool decks many there. kinds of decks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I saw Craziness. the um, last week. I think it was last week. The person we rated after your stream was yeah. using the Alice in Wonderland deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I want that. one of those. Yeah, I love Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that lady has yeah. a whole Alice in Wonderland themed. Twitch channel, and that's what she uses. Yeah. The Alice Wonderland. Uh, deck. Priestess of, and if you want to follow her, I, Priestess uh, of Wonderland. Right? Priestess of Wonderland. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, excellent. Oh, so the next question I had, uh, and I don't know, uh, I don't, I don't know if you have done any of this, but so feel free to, uh, if you, if you don't do this at all, that's fine. Um, but do you incorporate any kind of past life? regression or past lives with your readings is that something you've done or do well i made absolutely (laughs) (laughs) absolutely a lot of people don't know that i actually very strongly specialize in past lives because it's not something you can really do on a public channel because it's so personal and so like a past life reading like how would you do that for a thousand people you know it's so personal but i will see even when i'm doing a personal reading past lives and things come up and sometimes even in my like regular monthly readings and i'm like oh that's somebody's specific story do i share it do i not but um past lives i can actually see like even when I meet people, often some something that they used to be um, a different gender or a way that they look, different clothes, an era. Like I can see past lives. I don't. It's something I've done since I was um, a kid. So it's something I specialize in, but I've not really expanded on in my in my channel. But I see it. I see it a lot when I'm doing readings. Yeah, and Excellent. I got a I got the past life tarot reading from her, and it was amazing. But, yeah, that's oh, right. So right. <laughs> yeah. And it answered uh, a lot of questions I had about weird stuff. And I asked that because 
that, you know, that's something that we've, we've been talking about uh, you doing in your channel, because I think, I think that's something a lot of people have qu uh, curiosity about. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen people kind of really get into that in chat in this stream about doing past lives. And I know that Jenny's been trying to figure out a way to kind of do um, a group of, to do yeah. a past life. It would have so. to meet in a group and not on Twitch though. Like it, it, had, it yeah. had to be, yeah. In Discord something or something. different. Yeah. Like you said, it can't really be out in the open like with the public yeah it gets yeah. so personal yes yeah. we well, i i've i've done a couple past live regressions like in a group at like um at like a magic shop or you know whatever um and yeah they do they can get really, really mm -hmm. um, they can trigger you too sometimes things will come up and it's like and it just explains so much and so it can be very emotional mm -hmm. too i think one of the first past life regressions i did i was a lady who died in childbirth and like I was in tears like for a long for you know while it's happening and a long time afterwards because it was like so traumatic I so, have yeah. a past life that I died in childbirth it was several it was a couple weeks after but it was all due to complications like that's crazy I didn't know that about you yeah yeah whoa was, but mine was like while the baby's coming out Oh, God, that's heartbreaking. And so I never got to hold the baby or see oh. the baby or anything. And, like, I just saw myself floating up in the ceiling. Oh, my God. And, like, she's, like, freaking out. Like, my baby, my baby. And oh, that's no. it. Yeah. Oh. It was awful. That's <laughs> hard to recover from. Yeah. yeah. I got to spend time with my son before I crossed over in that life. Yeah. I mean, it may have been, like, nine days later. But the thing that I realized from seeing that is because you know in this life i've always been overweight my whole life and in that life i was this tiny little <gasps> underfed girl <gasps> and i think that's why she died because she wasn't her body couldn't handle it yeah. so i can see why i never would have picked a body like that again because i wouldn't want yeah. to go through that again so then i was like i felt better about the body I have now because I was able to push out three kids without any problems. Right. <laughs> I love that. It is really true when we make our choices to come in and the bodies we choose, we want to have better experiences. And sometimes it's different than what we think it's. So Maggie had a question. Why do we connect <laughs> more with traumatic past lives? But I think we just kind of answered that, right? Like I could, I had to see that because I needed to know why I decided to have this body because I've always hated this particular body. And that was one of the things that helped me move past that, that, it, that I realized it was for a purpose. And I think any kind of traumatic past life thing that you experience, you're seeing it for a reason that, that should hopefully help you with something you're going through right now in this life. Would you agree, Charity? Yeah, absolutely. It's really healing. A lot of times we come here to heal old traumas and things like that. And so we will connect in with those things. But I connect in with some pretty positive past lives, too, when I read for people. So different things. Um, you need help understanding one of your lives. Yeah, we could probably do that. Maybe, um, maybe Friday, if you're in here. 
Oh, and then when you were writing it, you got the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's that's all it takes. It's like seeing it from a different perspective. It wasn't just in here. You were putting it out. You're getting it out of yourself. Well, that's good, Maggie. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) All right, next question. Sometimes there's just a a little lesson. A lesson in each one that makes you appreciate something that that you have in this life mm-hmm. so yep like big bones pushing them babies out yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> um what do you still want to learn about tarot oh um everything <laughs> the more i study it the more complex i yeah. realize that it is Um, One of the big things is a lot of the imagery was created with very specific meaning behind it. And I know basic things like when you see water, when you see a blindfold and things like that, but all of the imagery has really specific things. And I feel like it would be fun to consciously know that even though I pick up on different things that I need for the person what their spirit wants to hear because of what I see, there is specific meaning to every single image in a traditional tarot card. And I don't know them all. all Like I do not. Yeah. And I would love to learn. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying it's all symbology. Yeah. 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 Um, And specifically there are traditional meanings whenever you see like certain cards together. Um, and I would love to know that more consciously. I pick up on different things when I see cards together, but I would love to know what, like, what does it mean when you see, like, the, you know, I don't know, like the King of Pentacles with the Six of Wands, you know, and I, yeah. I immediately have something come to my mind that that would mean for me, but there's a lot of traditional things, I feel, when with certain cards and the dualities of what they, they mean together specifically, and I'd love to more know more of that. Oh, thank you for the follow, Indie Rock Queen. Yay. Maggie said guides are sending messages. That's good, Maggie. Wait. Yay. Um, I got on a website that breaks it up for us and it really explains the story behind tarot and it really helps me when I bought my deck. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I know there's so much more to learn. Yeah. We can never. There's always more to learn. Never stop learning. That's that, sure. that's all. That's always the thing. Uh, the more you learn about something, the more you realize more questions. There. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. think you're gonna be, at, at some point, you think you're gonna ascend to being like this master. Uh, and it, it, the I think the opposite usually happens. I know it's it was that way for me in history. Like I was like, oh, I got my bachelor's in history, and now I have a master's in history, and now I'm gonna know everything there is to know about history. <laughs> Except now I just realize there's all this stuff I don't know about it. Um, and I just feel like, I'm, you know, I just feel like I'm a complete moron because I should know all this stuff and I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. So I imagine we can apply that to tarot as well. Like the yeah. more you think you learn about it, the more there is to know. So yeah. true. Yeah, I found that so true with many things, music and everything else. But yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so let's see, we're coming up on, it's a little bit past 9.30 here on the East Coast. Um, so if you have any more questions, uh, go ahead and get them in. And I'm going to put in her, um, this is her YouTube channel. There's so many amazing yes. videos on there. So go watch them and um, 
Thank you. She does personal readings and they're amazing, life-changing. Me and Frosty and Little Wing have all had personal readings done. They're amazing. So make sure you go check out her YouTube channel and website and all that stuff. She's everywhere just like I am. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. And I do want to say if anybody has joined here because you know me because um, I did post on my channel. I don't know if you hear, you're here, but these are two dear friends of mine. I have known them and loved them for how long? Over 20 uh, years. We've all been friends. Close and they're to it, both yeah amazing talented gifted people (laughs) yeah and i feel really honored to be able to show up with you all and i hope we can do something again because i know you're doing like the paranormal and Mm -hmm. i know a lot of cool ghost stories (laughs) (laughs) so i want to come on on like one of your spooky shows sometime too (laughs) sounds like a that sounds like a deal so yeah um, ghost number two i've had well you know I had an idea, and I haven't talked to Janine about this yet, but you guys can talk. If we wanted to do another spooky show, uh, we could possibly do one before Christmas, uh, because that was one of the original things that was done for Christmas was ghost stories. So it was more of a spooky holiday than it is now. So maybe a night of uh, ghost storytelling could be another uh, show for for Christmas, but we'll see what you guys want to do. Yeah, Charity's um, willing to come in. Um, yeah, that would be so fun. I also know a lot of like funky like ghost stories from Mexico. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. yeah, so that's kind of fun too. So yeah. I could, I, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting things. So we'll take all the ghost stories, <laughs> all of them. Yes, yeah, spooky Christmas. And that Starlight, would be fun. Starlight said, what an amazing platform to be able to come together and share insight. I agree. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so I have one last question. We've made it through my two pages of questions. Last question <laughs> is, why do you think tarot is so helpful? Oh, my goodness. Um Well, I am like a psychic reader and intuitive reader, and I can actually read without the tarot, but the tarot guides me and shows me like it's like a real quick way to to come into someone's energy. And it guides me on really what to talk about with them. And it helps me focus my energy. But I believe it's because it's gone back for so many years. There's so much symbolism. And just like you were saying, the spiritualists, the the Christians, the the gypsies, there for so many years it's been built for so long that there's thought forms around all this imagery. And you get help sort of from the universe because of all the thought. It's kind of like what we started talking about with when you were talking about quantum physics and how consciousness doesn't die and things like that. There is a consciousness around each one of these cards that we can tap into and know more than we know. It's like we can tap into our higher knowledge and higher learning because these have been handed down through the ages. So I feel like it's a tool because there's so much more to it than than what we realize but for me it tells me what to talk about i really like that like i definitely feel like i need to consciously be thinking about that now like tapping into the wealth of knowledge that's built around Ah. the cards yeah yeah Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, you know, and as, as someone oh, as looking from the reader, Thank you, Sabrina. Looking from the like the from the point of view of someone who is getting the reading, I feel like a lot of times, like a lot of times, it's just confirmation or or things that you didn't think about before the reading, but it was already there. Like mm-hmm. it's just like why why didn't I see that before? Like you already kind of it was already it was in your consciousness. You didn't yes. like uh, it, you just didn't like uh, acknowledge it. <laughs> you know, uh, so. Thanks, Bella, for contributing yeah, to the tarot you. giveaway. How close are we now? Let's see. We are forty-eight um, percent. Oh, getting close. Almost halfway there. Halfway, almost to, uh, halfway to the thirty-minute minute tarot giveaway. reading giveaway. Yay! Oh, and I have to tell you all, everyone. I had my first reading from Medium Jenny Lee, like my first personal reading. And I cried probably four times. <laughs> she brought like one of my spirit guides showed up and I knew, like I knew it helped me like understand the spirit guide that's been around me for a while. And her insight was so incredible. If anyone is thinking about getting a personal reading, I'm still like, I'm still shook from it. What was it yesterday morning that I, yeah. that I watched it? Yesterday. And it lit up so many things, but it's like what Frost was saying. There's things that you're conscious, like that you're aware of unconsciously, but the readers bring it to your conscious mind and you're like, oh my goodness, I knew that, but I didn't know it. And you hear the readers say it out loud and all of a sudden there's so much clarity. And I felt like that with Jenny. So highly recommended for anyone. It was the best experience. <laughs> and I'm going to order another one because I want to get to know that spirit guide a little more. Do you think that's something you can help me with? We can always do a medium reading instead. I, I'm really wanting to know about that. Or we so. try to talk to her and 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 see yeah. doing tarot. Yeah. But but both of you would have to agree. But uh, maybe uh, maybe sometime we can do one of these where we can do a do a reading or something also in it. I would maybe love that. To you guys, maybe we could do that next time as well. Run our ghost stories or something. Yeah, that would be really reading. fun. Yeah. That'd yeah. be interesting. It'd be interesting to see us reading at the same time for the same person. And like right? Can you what imagine? they got. Yeah, like what we got. For <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, little wing says yes, yes please. please. I think that could be I think that could be very interesting. That's a lot of exclamation yes. points. I think it'd be a lot of fun and fascinating. Yeah. There was um yeah. there was one night where there i saw um it was a saturday night and it was like i think it was six different people were reading together and it was crazy and and (laughs) what you know and they would each take their little turn you know saying what they got for the person it was really interesting Mm. yeah yeah that could be very that could be very interesting yeah if you guys are both want to do that that would be awesome yeah, I love it. I love the idea. Now that I know how to do yeah. this, so you guys, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to like connect in. This yeah. is so fun. I'm oh, good. I'm so glad because we love having you here. Excellent. And you're a wealth of knowledge. So, like you. like you were saying, we could talk about anything, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> ghost stories and spirit world and Lord knows what else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, well, just once again, thanks for everybody for coming out tonight. 
Thank you for Yo Erica for the raid. That was yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. And we got lots of new Thank you for all the follows tonight. We're 50% towards the, the goal Starting now, 51. Yep. So we're heading there. Um, I'll I know be we back have on Friday for a reading yeah, night. Friday so night. Back at eight o'clock for um, tarot and medium readings. Yes. Do um, it. To all our American, all the Americans <laughs> in chat, oh, enjoy yeah. Thanksgiving tomorrow. Thanksgiving. And oh, yeah. for all our non-American, <laughs> all our non-American people, enjoy the day anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> Happy Even Thursday. if you're Canadian or Portuguese, go eat too yeah. much food tomorrow. Well, uh, eat uh, our share of turkey for you yeah. and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bella. I'm glad you're here. And yeah, we got the 200th follower this evening. Uh, salty frog. Making pies. Uh, you, can't, you can't just drop what kind of pie. Yeah, what kind of pies are you making? <laughs> I made, I a, made pumpkin a pumpkin pie. Yeah, I made a pecan pie tonight. So I have a pecan pie, pecan, pecans, and pecan. pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah, and then Canadian Thanksgiving's in October. What is that all about? So there. Why do can. you guys got to be weird? <laughs> and I asked last time, but I didn't get a chat. So I, my curiosity—I have a curiosity about Canadian Thanksgiving, which is like, yeah. is it a is it a big deal for you guys? And do you guys like eat turkey and pumpkin pie or is there like it's other totally dishes different. that you guys have? Yeah. Is there like, or do you guys like have something else to eat that's traditional? Like or? What is Canadian Thanksgiving? What do you guys do? Starlight's having ham. Ham is acceptable on Thanksgiving. You can have ham. Salty's yeah, making great. bourbon, walnut, and pumpkin. Bourbon, walnut. You're trying to get everybody drunk on your Thanksgiving day? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Yeah, and Little Wayne made wash day cake, which she's going to bring here tomorrow. So I'm excited to try it. It's not that. It's not that big. We not have nothing big. in the garden. Oh, it's not as big as ours. Yeah, we do everything big here in America. You know, we just have a couple of things. I feel like other countries have more. Many countries have more holidays. Yeah, we just have like a couple big ones, and that's it. And yeah. then we go back to work. Yes, immediately. <laughs> Got to work. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we ought to yeah. wrap it up. Thank you so much to Charity Aquarius Rising Tarot for coming on to do our second yeah. episode of the Witching Hours. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, you two, for having me. This is such an such an honor and so much fun. I yeah. love it. This is, I, and I've never done anything like this. Those of you that watch my channel, I'm like, I don't appear and no. so this is really fun to just pop in and hang out with you guys it feels so personal I just love it so yeah thank you so much for inviting me we'll be planning out another one find, for next month see if we can find someone into which charity might come back and do that one with us too. I'm happy see. to I'll be saving up my ghost stories if we do a spooky Christmas that sounds awesome <laughs> Okay, Maggie said it's pretty uh, much the same menu, but we do it earlier because it's already too cold. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And Australia will have a holiday for anything. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> why not? That's good. Bourbon vanilla. Oh, it's not too boozy. Oh, you guys want to see my kitty cat? Here's Runa. Hi, Runa. Oh, She's Rina. actually down here with me this evening because I don't have cards out on the table. <laughs> hey, Mary. 
We're just getting All ready right, to guys. wrap it up. We're going on a raid. Uh, we're going to get Lady Lunastar. Yep, we're raiding uh, Lady Lunastar. All right, everybody. Hi, get some readings. <laughs> we'll see you guys Friday. Yes, come back Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, bye. Thank you.